people of the internet how are you today welcome to the show this is electric leftovers uh 86 i think 86 sounds right we'll go with 86 how are you over at ye oldie website well it's no longer ye oldie website it's ye newy website uh for the last month oh by the way happy september isn't it great to not be august anymore let me there's there's few things I enjoy better than about 7, 7.30 in the morning on a September. That's a pretty great time. But the problem, though, becomes that everybody gets so annoyingly excited about two things. They get annoyingly excited about pumpkin spice, and they get annoyingly excited about Halloween. And if I could just cut all of that out of my life, I would be great. Uh... However, the problem then becomes, uh, there's nobody left. Not even the cats would, would be involved. Uh, but, that's not important. What is important is since the last show, we've added some more Adventure Island 4, some unepic Pokemon Crystal, Ragnats brings us Aliens, Alien 2, the MSX, uh, Jade has brought us some Final Fantasy 1 stuff, Wolfenstein, a return to Castle Wolfenstein from Scarlet, Saga Frontier, and AM2R from myself, and a whole bunch of videos from Coolio for Super Mario RPG. And then over in the forums, of course, we have a new poll if you'd like to get in on that. Uh, people had mentioned that they'd like to see more movies. Kind of want to get a feel for what kind of movies you're interested in, so there's a poll up for that. And please leave a comment if you would like to. Uh, more soundtracks going up. Uh, Final Fantasy 3, 4, and 5 just went up recently. I guess 1 and 2 did as well then. Uh, so 6 should be up there by the time you listen to this. Um, after that, let's see, then we'll have Mystic Quest. Then we'll be done with the Final Fantasies for a little while. Uh, and some new um, Mr. Saint Cedar, a movie from Czechoslovakia called Humanoid Woman not a terrible movie uh just did not get a great translation other than that uh we're waiting on the next batch of updates for pixel cat uh, bigglesworth is on the way from our good friend coolio so be ready for some more small site patches and twitches and tweaks and they're not bugs they're features
Reaching into the uh, dark, creepy corner of the archives, we pull out a game. And it's got a, a little description, and it reads as follows. The team that developed Castlevania Aria of Sorrow returns to bring you the sequel, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, to the Nintendo DS. This time you must infiltrate a castle belonging to a cult that is planning to resurrect Lord Dracula. Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow lets you defeat evil spirits using the magic seal system which utilizes the Nintendo DS touchscreen. You can trade captured souls with other players using the wireless system as well. That tells you a lot about the game, doesn't it? Look, it's got a touchscreen. Look, wireless. Look, Castlevania. Uh, well, uh, Dawn of Sorrow, not quite as good as Aria of Sorrow, I felt. I think the story was a little better. Uh, the art is quite a bit different. Um, I kind of preferred the art in the first game a little more than this game. That magic seal system is really kind of goofy and weird and really hard to do when you're emulating it. Uh, but still, not a bad game. Not, not terrible, not great, but not terrible. Uh, Behold My Strength joined me to do some commentary on this game. So, if you would like, please check that out. And if you see BMS around, tell him, hey, how's it going? What's you doing today? It, it'd be a fun time.
what would an episode of Electric Leftovers be without the news of the weird? Uh, probably about five minutes shorter. Our lead story, Virtual Fandom. The phenomenal Japanese singer Hitsune Miku, 100 million YouTube hits, by the way, is coming off a sold-out 10-city North American concert tour with high-energy audiences, blocks long lines to get in, ra- raucous crowd participation, hefty souvenir sales. Except that she isn't real. Hatsune Miko is a projected hologram on stage singing and dancing, but her band is human, and her May show in Dallas, according to a Dallas Observer review, typically ignited frenzied fans who know the show's every beat outfit and glow stick color change. His voice, a synth, her voice, excuse me, a synthesized vocaloid, is crafted in pitch, timbre, and timing to sound human. The latest PlayStation brings Hatsune Miku into the home by virtual reality. That's getting a little creepy. The finer points of the law, ladies and gentlemen, make up your mind, feds. On August 11th, the federal government's DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, famously refused to soften the regulation of marijuana, leaving it with heroin as a harsh Schedule One drug because, citing Food and Drug Administration findings, it has, quote, no medical use. However, as the Daily Caller pointed out, another federal agency, the Department of Health and Human Services, obtained a U.S. patent in 2003 for marijuana-derived cannabinoids, which the Health and Human Services pointed out have several medical uses as an antioxidant and for limiting neurological damage following strokes. I mean, it's easily available, it's cheap, you can grow it in your own home. Not a lot of money to be made out of that. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Who knows? Also, if it's legal to grow, then a lot of people in jail are going to have to come out of jail, and then the for-profit prisons are... But we... Never mind. That's another talk for another show. And uh, while I would love to talk about it, it's not a talk for this show. Priorities, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we need to focus on. And that is actually the next section. A dog has better protection than our kids, lamented an Oregon prosecutor in May, because unlike the pet law, the child abuse law excuse me, requires proof the victim experienced substantial pain when a young child often lacks vocabulary to describe. Simply showing welts and bruises is insufficient, the Court of Appeals had ruled. Uh, number two, the same Oregon Court of Appeals. Good job, Oregon. Making a stand today. Uh, ruled in June that Thomas Wade, 44, was not guilty of a crime in 2013 when he unzipped his pants, reached inside, and at that point cursed the woman he had confronted in a public park. Distasteful, wrote the court, but it was an exercise of Wade's free speech. There, There is such a thing as taking something too far. Um, obviously, Thomas Wade took something too far. Obviously, the courts of Oregon took something too far. And if you've ever met anybody who lives in Portland, everything they do, they have taken too far. Texas, ladies and gentlemen, in August, it's it's just barely not that anymore. Houston defense lawyer Jerry Gurnow announced his retirement from death penalty cases, leaving him with a perfect record for that area of practice. He lost every single time. 21 clients received the death penalty and 10 have been executed so far. He made no excuses, pointing out that, quote, gang members, gang members, serial killers, and sociopaths were entitled to representation, too, and that he's taken more than 500 non-capital cases to trial, with presumably more success. 
Our next story, tourism or tourists gone wild or tourism gone wild. It could be. Uh, tourism officials in Iceland recently posted hundreds of signs of visitor attractions showing a squatting person in silhouette with a small pile on the ground underneath and the familiar diagonal line indicating don't. Critics of the signs reluctantly admit Iceland's chronic shortage of public restrooms. Okay. In a YouTube clip released in July, a Disney fan posted shot after shot of rude Chinese tourists at Shanghai Disneyland coaxing their small children to urinate in public rather than in the restrooms. And our third story, the Tourism Bureau of Japan's Hokkaido Island recently rewrote its etiquette guidelines for visitors to underscore the inappropriateness of belching or flatulence in public. People everywhere are filthy, filthy people. Our leading economic indicators, ladies and gentlemen, suspicions have been confirmed. A New York Times reporter describing in June the rising prices of prescription pharmaceuticals noted that the popular pain reliever, probably describing oxycotton, or oxycodone, excuse me, was available on the Patterson, New Jersey black market for $25 a pill, while heroin was going for $2 a baggie. And the economic growth rate in Ireland for 2015 was revised upward in July. Growth of its gross domestic product was originally estimated at 7.8%, but subsequently, adding the paper value of several inversions, uh, U.S. companies moving to Ireland to reduce U.S. taxes, Ireland found that it was actually growing at 26.7%. This is why Apple just got hit with that huge tax bill, because they aren't paying the taxes they're supposed to be. The, the government of Ireland essentially wrote into the law to allow companies like Apple to come in and Apple's tax rate ended up being 0.005% their effective tax rate 0.005% for every dollar you make you owe us half a cent Anyway, investigators revealed in July, this is awesome by the way, that an off-duty Aurora, Colorado sheriff's deputy had justifiably fired his gun to resist a parking lot mugging, and that furthermore one of the bullets from Deputy Jose Marquez's gun had gone straight into the barrel of one of the handguns pointed at him. The investigators called the shot one in a billion. <coughs> that would be scary. And Matthew Levin, 39, grew internet acclaim in July after he was gored through his left thigh while running with the bulls. In the annual spectacle in Pamplona, Spain, interviewed in his hospital bed by Madrid's The Local, he called it the best time ever, and he said he looked forward to another run next year. Internet acclaim for being gored in the leg. This is why I'll never be famous. Uh, ironies, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Durham, 40, was shot to death during a heated road rage incident in Plant City, Florida. On August 10th, Durham had served 10 years in prison for an aggressive road rage episode in 2001, in which he pursued another driver and knocked him to the ground, causing the man to hit his head fatally on the pavement. Included in Durham's 2002 sentence was an order to take anger management classes. Wait, what for this week? The Borough Council of Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, was surprised to learn in June that, because of an existing local ordinance, dogs were not permitted in its brand new Pompton Lakes Dog Park. Created with great fanfare in an area of Hirschfield Park, the council vowed to fix the problem. And in June, a police watchdog agency in Dublin, Ireland, asked officials, Gardai, across the country to try to carry out house raids at reasonable hours so they do not disturb the occupants. In one complaint, Gardai staged a 3.15am raid to search for evidence of stolen vehicle accessories. 
And a nine-year-old girl named Arena won a contest in Bernensky. Yeah. Uh, Russia in August for letting mosquitoes bite her more than they bit other contestants. In uh, It is the signature event of the annual Russian Mosquito Festival. And her 43 hits were enough to earn her the title of Tastiest Girl. The annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival includes Texas. South of Houston apparently has nothing comparable. Here's what we do. You hear about the Zika thing, you know, spread by mosquitoes? We can't cancel the Mosquito Festival. Also, I am surprised that in Soviet Russia you do not bite mosquitoes. Should be the reward for eating the most mosquitoes. The Passing Parade, ladies and gentlemen, the Eleonora Heights Public School, a primary school in Sydney, Australia, recently banned clapping during student assemblies in order to, in an effort, excuse me, to help pupils with noise anxieties. To show audience approval, students were asked to punch the air or pull on their faces or wriggle about. You know, ASL has a thing for clapping. I'm doing it right now. Noise free. In July, the Nairobian newspaper reported the remarkable career of Rosemary, reputed to be the Kenyan capital's oldest prostitute, still going strong at 64 after more than 5,000 clients. She said she could make it through 40 on a good day, but never miss church on Sunday. And if that doesn't tell you something about the state of the world, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what does. Uh, Our least competent criminals who didn't think ahead, in July, Joshua Jacobs, 30, accidentally knocked down a traffic sign at 12.45 a.m. in Varro Beach, Florida, and spotting sheriff's deputy sped away. The deputy gave chase, especially, he said, given the full-grown marijuana plant resting in the bed of the pickup. Jacobs was arrested. And Jeremy Watts, 30, and Jessica Heady, 24, were charged with ag- aggravated burglary, a PlayStation and other electronics from man's home in Clarksville, Tennessee in August. The pair had ordered the offered excuse me, the haul to a Cash America pawn shop, but did not realize that the home they had burglarized was the pawn shop's manager. And our classic for the week from October 2012, researchers writing in the journal Animal Behavior in July 2012 hypothesized while male pandas have sometimes been seen performing handstands near trees. They are urinating, the scientists observed, and doing handstands streams the urine higher on the tree, presumably signaling their mating superiority. San Diego's researcher involved in the study added that an accompanying gland secretion gives off even more personal information to other pandas than the urine alone. Uh, gentlemen, if you are listening to this, just imagine trying to urinate while doing a handstand. Go through the entire process in your mind. Right about now, you should be realizing there's a problem with that. Just gonna leave you to it.
keep talking about Castlevania games. Why can't we be done with Castlevania games? Oh my god, Castlevania games. Anyway, let's find a review for a Castlevania game. Uh, let's see. We could go with, um... Well, we've written a review from Psycho Penguin before. He's in here. Uh, Computer Bug 9. Oh, yeah. Captain N. He wrote a review. The Wet Rat wrote a review. Ragebot. Wonder Boy. The Wonder Boy. Wow. And Your Bunghole. You know, it's it's really... It's really... When... What what do you do to decide that that's what you want your name online to be? I used Jason because that's my name. Uh, very original, but it works. Um, let's see, man. There's a lot of these that say it's an excellent game. I don't particularly find the game excellent. Um, a lot of these reviews do. I don't particularly find the game terrible. A couple of these do. I'm going to pick a terrible one for today. <coughs> yes, Lucy. A terrible review. Castlevania Bloodlines. Okay, the worst Castlevania ever. A review by Abacos. Graphics, 6 out of 10. Indeed, this is the best aspect of the game. Nice colors, nice setting, very nice effects. Still, many bosses look quite weird, like the hamburger pile in Greece or the random floating wheels in Germany. Also, some visual effects are a bit strange. Crystalline gems bounce on the floors if they were made of rubber. Controls, 4 out of 10. The controls are bad, as bad as the earliest Castlevanias. This is really a step back to the past. Even breaking the walls to get items became challenging, but at least there are not time limits in the game. Another ground downgrade, excuse me, there are just three sub-weapons instead of the classic five. The other Castlevanias for 16-bit consoles added something to the sub-weapons, but here we have a loss. Innovation, 0 out of 10. Innovation went backwards. There's Involution. This game is almost comparable to Castlevania 1 GB1, The Adventure. Loss of sub-weapons, loss of control, loss of in-game text in just six levels, as in the old Castlevania 1. The two Castlevanias of the same generation, Castlevania 4 and Dracula X, have 11 and 9 levels, and allow some forks in the path. Sound, 3 out of 10. Although the music is okay, the sound effects are absolutely poor. Every action sounds plop or squirt. It feels like navigating in a world of squeezable jellies. Story, 1 out of 10. Unlike later Castlevania titles, Bloodlines is a pure action game, so there is little in-game plot development to be expected. But Bloodlines is even worse than previous Castlevanias. There's absolutely no text during the game. Even the old Castlevania 2 and Castlevania Game Boy 2 had some text. But in Bloodlines, there's absolutely nothing. Why do the heroes travel across Europe? Why in that order? What happened at the various haunted locations? We know it's set in 1917, but where's World War I? The game itself does not say, and experience teaches that the English versions of Japanese manuals are usually unreliable. Replay value 5 out of 10. There are two characters, so you should at least try and clear the game twice with the two different heroes. Morris and Lacard have a very different gameplay style, so it's really worth it, provided you enjoyed it at least once. Overall, 3 out of 10. 16-bit games should be better than 8-bit games, but Castlevania Bloodlines is at the same level or even worse than the previous generation of Castlevanias. Does this show why Nintendo won against Sega? Reviewers rating 1.5. Bad. Uh, you know what? Um, I wouldn't give it as low a score as Abacost gave it, uh, but I, I did not like this game very much.
That's also his most re- recent contribution. Let's see what else. That's the only thing he's contributed. And that was three years ago. He signed up just to tell everybody Castlevania Bloodlines was not very good. And then he went away. Left. Just just gone. Come back, Abacos. Come back. the show ladies and gentlemen for the week i appreciate you taking the time to listen it's uh always nice to have you here it's kind of why i do the show so people can listen to it i want to take a brief moment and uh do a shout out uh two of them actually i want to first do a shout out to the folks over at facebook there is a group i am a part of in facebook and you should be too uh, pretty nice people in there, and a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. There's some other podcasts and kind of things going on like that. Talk about games, reviews, mostly newer stuff, so it's not really things that I know much about. Um, there's a big Wii U banner for the group, and I don't uh, have one of those. It is a closed group, though, 
so you don't actually have to ask to be let in. But uh, it's called the Nintendo Discussion Group. Talk about all things Nintendo. Um, it's a great place to be. I think it's an excellent group. It's got some pretty nice people. Uh, plenty of stuff going on there. So take a minute and go join the Nintendo Discussion Group on Facebook. And if you know of any others, uh, call into the show, send me an email, whatever. We'll talk about them. And in a, in a little bit of exciting news for one of our members, our good buddy Ragnats uh, is part of a podcast as well. He was a guest on the Priority One podcast, which you can get at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Uh, episode 283, uh, he is part of the show as the uh, content design for the Star Trek Online section. I uh, haven't listened to it yet. Probably will. Maybe won't. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but go check it out. And uh, send Ragnat some, some hugs and kisses. And pat him on the head and tell him what a good job he did with the Star Treks. Because uh, he needs to hear that stuff once in a while. He needs validation from, from other people once, you know, occasionally. And Lord knows he doesn't get it from me. Uh, thanks again, by the way. E email the show, jason at lowbiasgaming.net. Find us at lowbiasgaming.net slash electricleftovers. Call into the voicemail, 1-800-871-9012, extension 700491. Leave me a message, and we'll put it on the show. Uh, till next week, ladies and gentlemen, I hope... Have a good day, and have a great weekend, and be on the lookout for ever and more stuff going up at the website. It's gonna, I mean, we're hitting the ground running, man. So much stuff to do. Have a great week. Oh, and have a good Labor Day as well. Those of you who are going to be celebrating Labor Day by not doing any labor. Fist bump that. Also, punch the air to show your approval. <laughs>